So I want you to open your Bibles real quick. We're not going to read all of chapter 28. But I want to give you a... little update on why we look at the scriptures in this way. and It's interesting. Chapter 28, you can start in verse 1. Numbers. This week's Torah portion. Can we pull it up there? Okay, go to verse 2. <laughs> It says, command, it is God speaking, command the people of Israel and say to them, my offering, my food, for my food offering, my pleasing aroma, you shall be careful to offer to me that is at its appointed times. And you shall say to them, this is the food offering that you shall offer to the Lord, two male lambs a year old without blemish, day by day as a regular offering. The one lamb you shall offer in the morning and the other lamb you should offer in the, at twilight. Also a tenth of an ephod of fine flour for a grain offering mixed with a quarter of a hen of beaten oil. It is a regular burnt offering which was ordained at Mount Sinai for the pleasing aroma and a food offering to the Lord. It is, its drink offering shall be a quarter of hen of each lamb. In the holy place you shall pour out a drink offering of strong drink to the Lord. The Lord likes a strong drink. Right? It's good to know that. The other lamb you shall offer at twilight like the grain offering of the morning and like its drink offering you shall offer it as a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. On the Sabbath day, two male lambs, a year old without blemish, and two tenths of an ephod of fine flour for grain offering mixed with oil and its drink offering. goes on about the new moon offering, right? than the, the feast offerings. Why, why did God throw this in the middle of this? Right? All of a sudden, he, he's talking about one thing, and then he says, I'm going to bring this in as a reminder. And I think we have to realize why God is calling us to do these offerings. And it's bringing us into that relationship of obeying and understanding. Does God need your food? No, but how does he feed the Levites? Remember, the Levites weren't given an inheritance. And they actually get a part of this. You know, people say, oh, I don't need to give. There's no temple. I don't need to give an offering anymore. Well, guess what? We still have to pay electric bills, right? We got mortgage payments. Things have to be paid for, right? So these things cost money to do things. How many of y'all like the chairs you're sitting in? Kind of comfy, right? How many of you remember the old benches we used to have here when we first started? Those were not comfortable. How many of you have been in those congregations or where they had those old wood benches? No padding, or the padding's so old it doesn't matter anyway, right? 
You, you, you pray, oh, Lord, let us stand. Lord, let us stand now, right? And God forbid it, that pastor or rabbi was long-winded. He's going on for an hour. And you're sitting there, those benches, they're sore, right? How many of y'all like the food we do at the end of the service, right? There is such thing as a free lunch, and it's pretty darn good here, right? We got meatball subs for lunch. And I'm going to go for an hour and a half on my message today. <laughs> right? You know, these things are, are, are a blessing from God. You know, fortunately, the economy is up right now. But, man, I remember a few years ago when the economy was hard. Man, some of the, the reason why people came was, man, this is the one good meal they had all week. People would take food home, right? And it's a blessing to be able to do that. I remember when we first started the congregation, the conversation came up about charging for lunch. You know, if you get in any churches, they always charge you, right? Five bucks and all that, right? You would go and pay in Wednesday night supper and all that. And the food usually was just okay, right? Not as good as here. They give you old stale bread and a hot dog, and you were happy, right? <laughs> but we decided, and people asked, and I said, no, I wanted to do it for free. I wanted to put it in our budget. And because I didn't want people not to be able to fellowship because they couldn't afford a meal. Matter of fact, on the contrary, I wanted them to be able to sit and eat that meal and enjoy it and enjoy the fellowship. How many of you enjoy meeting new people at Oneg? Right? It's fun, right? You get to talk to people. You get to communicate. You get to learn from one another. That's what it's all about. That's one of God's commandments. He commanded us to fellowship together so we can learn from one another. Because you guys got some good nuggets out there, don't you? A couple of you are a little wacko, but it's okay. We know. Got to watch out, of the, we call it the granola, the fruit flakes and nuts. And trust me, they're in every congregation. <laughs> Some of them move from one congregation to another. <laughs> but we have good fellowship, don't we? And that's what God, one of the reasons why God wants us to do this. But you know, when God says to test you, he's really challenging now, I have to admit, you, most of y'all are pretty darn good at it. But not everyone. Right? Not everyone knows what it means a, a tithe. And, I, you, I'm, I'm, and I'll give you grace here. You can be a gross tither or a net tither. You know what I'm talking about? So the question is, do pe people always ask this, Rabbi, do I, do I bless, do I do the offering off of my gross income or my net income? What's my net income? What you bring home, right? With the gut, you know, how many of you get a payroll check and you notice that there's stuff, especially if you're 18 years old, you're about to have a shock, right? They start getting a job and they go, oh man, I'm going to go out and work. I'm going to make, you know, 10, 15 dollars an hour and make, you know, 50, 100 bucks a, a day, right? And then they get that payroll check and, and the parent gets called up and said, Dad, who's FICA? Why does he get so much of my money? Right? 
What's Med C and why, why, why I'm having to pay this, right? So the net is what you actually bring home. And my response is very simple. Do you want to be blessed grossly or netly? I want to be blessed, you know, how much, you know, God can bless you more, right? You made that much, it's just the government takes it away. I mean, we all want higher taxes now, right? When you see that in front of your eyes and you realize, wow, Uncle Sam, need, Uncle Sam needs more than God. There's a problem with that. You know, I remember a couple of years ago when, uh, what was his name, Herman Cain ran? Man, I don't care if you liked him or not, his idea was right. If, if God only needed 10%, the government could live off of nine. Right, you know, we could do a lot. If everyone just gave their portion. Because that's reality. If, if we did our part, the government wouldn't have to. How many of y'all realize that? If the body of believers were to do their part, the, the congregation would have so much money that they would be able to really help the poor. Not only give them food, but teach them and educate them. But we hold back for some reason. I don't understand it. I remember when I first really started seeking God, and I started reading the Bible. And I'll never forget this, because we were not, you know, growing up, and we went to the synagogue, my dad would, they, you know, what would happen? They would ask for the 1099. You know, how many of y'all know what a 1099 is? Right? You get that at the end of the year from the government, it says, this is how much money you made. And you know what the congregation said? They did a membership. And you know how much your membership was? 10% of whatever that gross number was. That's how they got it. They said, show us what you got. There's your bill. How many of y'all want us to do that? Right? But here you can actually give more than what God asked for, right? Because God's calling us to bring these special offerings before him. And why? He wants to bless us. We work on, the, on the, the trust factor, right? We believe that you trust God, so we're going to trust you. And when you do it, watch what happens. I really want to challenge those of you out there who don't think about it. I was talking about that when I first started reading the scripture, and I, I read that, you know, that when you give God, he'll give you back tenfold. And we had a business, and we, were, we had just started going to the congregation, and I gave a whop. I wasn't even tithing. It wasn't even a tithe. But I gave a whole $20. I said, okay, Lord. I mean, I had a business. I could tell you week from week how much we would do. I mean, it was pretty darn consistent. I said, Lord, this week I want a $200 increase in our sales. And guess what? To the penny. A $200 increase. I'm going, okay, I'll try this again. A few months later, we're going. I put $40 down. Right? Back then, that was probably close to our tithe. I said, Lord, I want you to do it again. And, that, and, and I, I still remember Judy laughing. I can, I can tell you the situation. We were getting ready to sell uh, our house. It was our first house. We'd already planned on moving into our, the house we live in now. We'd already had the guy come and do the, the measurements for our window treatment. All we needed was his final 
uh, measurement so he could give us a price. There was no, no question on anything. And that week when we gave that, that $40, we got an offer on our house. And man, I was trying to figure out through that contract where this extra uh, $400 was. And I'm not seeing it anywhere. And I'm like, this is not right. And Judy's laughing. She was sitting at the table and just chuckling. Cause she, I mean, I was trying to figure out, you know, where, where this $400 is going to be. Because I figured it had to be in there. And I finally had given up. And our phone rang. And it was a guy who was going to be doing our window treatment. And he had opened up, he, was a new, he had a new business, he was just fresh doing this, nice guy. But man, he didn't have any money. He was just trying to get started. And he goes, you know, we moved into a new location. I said, yeah. I said, how'd it go? He goes, well, we did a, a, uh, a raffle for the grand prize. And I put y'all's name in it. He goes, guess what? I said, what? He goes, you won. I'm like, I won. I know this guy. He's a nice guy, but he, you know, I'm figuring he's one of those micro mini blind cleaners. I mean, this guy didn't have any money. So I'm trying to be excited. I go, oh, what did I win? He goes, $400 worth of level or blinds. <laughs> Judy just looked at me. You know how those wives can do that? That I told you so. All you got to do is listen to me. It's going to happen, right? And so see how God works. His word doesn't come back void. Amen. You know, it's, it's so neat when you're able to help and bless others. Rabbi, how many of y'all gotten Rabbi Tokager's new book on Galatians? If you haven't gotten yet, it's really good. Go on Amazon, you can order it. And it was interesting, he called me up, he had a, a company, he, has, he does um, writings for Charisma Magazine. And they offered him a deal to send out his, an e email blast to the people. And it was kind of expensive. And he was telling me about it. And, I, and you know, I knew he didn't have that kind of money. And we talked about it. I said, well, see what, you know, God does. Hung up the phone. Man, about 20 minutes later, the Lord looked at me and said, you're giving him $1,000. I'm like, no, Lord, you're giving him a thousand dollars. This is, I'll just, I'll be your conduit, but you're the one who's giving it to him, right? It's not me, because God gave it to me. I'm just writing the check for God. I could, I need one of his checkbooks, right? You know, God, Bank of the Heavens, account number one, right? So I called him up. I said, Eric, I said, God put on my heart. He goes, you're gonna be amazed. Because another pastor, David came up and said, God told me to give you $1,000. And within 30 minutes, he, he put out a note just saying that he has an opportunity. With, didn't ask for any money, didn't say any amount. Within 30 minutes, all the money came in for it. And it's all about trusting the Lord. Putting your faith out there. And watch what happens. I've told you the story when I went to raise the money for Cuba, I didn't want to go to Cuba. I had no desire. Now I'll go back there in a heartbeat now. But God put on my heart. He said, you're going to Cuba. And we started our ministry. I said, not unless you provide it. 
And we put out the newsletter and nothing came out. Put out another one, nothing. And I'm like, yes, I don't have to go. And then one day, an envelope came from a person who wasn't even on our mailing list. Never heard from this person before. Never heard from the person afterwards. But I got an envelope. And then it said, God told me to give you this. And it was the exact amount for the trip we needed to Cuba. God, op <coughs> God opened the doors. He will provide the way. He's telling us here, as we read the different offerings to give, God doesn't need it. We need it. Right? Like I said, it's that store I opened. Every one of you would come. If I, if every dollar you gave me, I gave you a dollar twenty-five back. How many of you would doubt it? If someone told you, "Hey, there's a bank out. They're opening up. For every dollar you give them, they're going to give you a dollar twenty-five." What would y'all say? Uh-uh. No way. That's just, what's the scam? What's the gimmick? Right? No gimmick. No strings attached. All you got to do is give a dollar a week. Or give $100 a week, right? Whatever your tithe was, you give it, God's going to give it back to you. You'd be on it in a heartbeat, right? Well, guess what? Is there a bank in the heavens? It's filled with filled with treasures, right? Does God want us to have his treasures? Does he want us to drive a Mercedes? Not necessarily. Volkswagen will do, right? I'm not naming, claiming, and all that stuff. I'm just giving you, God, if you need transportation, God will give, if you need transportation, don't pray for a Rolls Royce, right? Pray for a car with four wheels that drives, because that's all you need, right? If he gives you a Rolls Royce, say, thank you, Lord. But if he gives you an old beat-up Volkswagen bug with a rusted-out base on the bottom, an AC that only works when you kick it. There you go. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> that is, sometimes we need that. Look at look at the desert, man. We in the desert, man. We we had to we had to do our share. We lucky we kept our own clothes, and, and you know, it was nice with that. But sometimes we got to suffer to receive the blessing, right? Because too many of us want the Rolls Royce. And when God gives us something else, they don't, we don't acknowledge him. But we got to acknowledge what he gives us. He has all that opened up to us. All we have to do is follow him. He's calling us to give. You know, as our congregation grows, we're giving more and more from, as a congregation. We have great programs now going on with the sisterhood and the men's group. That's what it's all about. Giving back, helping those. You know, how many of y'all, when you go out to a hotel, you know, you get those little soaps that you never use, the shampoos? Bring them back. Terry takes them and gives them to the homeless, right? And they also need blankets and things like that. So there's different things you can do to help because, man, don't think those people don't appreciate it. shows that someone cares that you thought enough of them to give that look at the stuffed animals we gave 
to go to Israel with. Right? What a blessing. I remember on one of our trips to Israel, do you remember a few years ago the, the young man who was um, a victim of a terrorist attack? He had, um, it was at, I think, Sukkot, and there was a, um, uh, a gift pa- package of, of like, Porum, uh, and it was a gift package of candies and stuff for his family. His parents were Messianic uh, evangelists in Israel, and he opened it up, and it blew up. And he had, you know, a lot of damage. And Judy and I, we happened to be we in Israel um, shortly after it happened. And we were leading the trip that we did for Jay that had over 300 people on it. And we were near his area, and I asked Jay one day, because Jay was working with them uh, to help with the situation. And I said, I want to go meet him in the hospital. Because he had lost use of part of his hand. And many of you know I was in a car accident and uh, lost part of my thumb and have two injured fingers, blind in my right eye, lost three teeth, walk with one leg. They call me lucky. Right? Took a little beating. But I knew I could talk to him. That, a way that no one else could talk about. Because no one else could experience what he did. And even my experience was different, but he could understand, and we related and talked to one another. Do you know, a few months later, he was back playing basketball and, and living a positive life, and that's what it's about. God brings us into situations that we need to be able to listen and obey to. Sometimes we don't understand it, but God is in control. All you have to do is trust in him. Read his word. It's a great book, right? Amen. Number one bestseller. Amen. They've made movies out of it. Kirk Douglas, right? Ben Hur, man, great movie. Charles, we can't forget Charleston. He is the best Moses, right? We have Otis. He's the best Haman, but we, you know. <laughs> Yul Brenner. As the Pharaoh. Man, can he had that voice. Moses, Moses, right? He could do that. This book changes our life. And it changes it for the better. So I want to encourage you. Don't take away from God. Bless him. And see if he'll not open the floodgates of heaven for you. And pour out so much blessing. You you want to say enough? Think about this. Moses was in the desert, right? Now remember when they left, the the Egyptians gave them silver and gold. Why? Because God promised it 400 years before to Abraham. They just wanted to get them out of there by that time, right? And yet, They were willing to give that up. They didn't hold it to themselves. They gave to the Lord so much that the the, uh, ones building the temple had to say, enough, stop. Could you imagine giving more? But the people realized how God had blessed them. And even through all their complaining, and they complained a lot, those Israelites in the desert, didn't they? 
Man, they complained about the food, complained about the water. The graves, weren't there enough graves in, the, in Egypt for us? But once they got through that first generation, man, that next generation went in and took the land that God promised them. A land filled with milk and honey. A land that even today is still flourishing. And I think one of the reasons why our nation is being so blessed right now, I know the reason. It's not that Trump is the best president ever. He might, not, he might be the greatest president, right? It's not that. It's what he's doing is what several other presidents did. What Clinton did, what Bush did, they honored Israel. Now, he's done things that no other president has ever done. And I don't care if you like him or not, you've got to give him credit for that. Every other president from Bush up had said, oh, we're moving our, our, our embassy to Jerusalem, right? Every one of them said it during their speech. You can go back and listen, Right? But none of them did it, did they? Guess what? He did. He didn't care what other people were going to say. He made that promise and he did it. He is the best thing for Israel right now. And, I, and that's what we need, to, we need to thank him for that. You might not like him for anything else, but you got to like him for that. All right, I'm getting off my soapbox. Some of it, you know, it's, he, the, here's the key thing. doesn't matter if you like him or not. He's our president. You need to pray for him, right? We, we don't care Republican or Democrat. We, we, our prayer does not change between one presidency and another. We pray that they listen to God. Because when they do, guess what? We get blessed. And you can see it through history. Go back to... 1948, who was, uh, Tr Truman was in, was it Truman? I wasn't that old, I wasn't around. Truman. And you know, he made it possible for Israel to get weapons. And you look at our, it, it, it's just amazing, Republican and Democrat, it doesn't matter what you are. For those who bless Israel, our nation got blessed. And when we cursed Israel, our nation got cursed. Both Republican and Democrat. So we got to remember what God's doing. He's in control. Are you all ready to trust in him? Because see if he will not open the floodgates of heaven. How many of you all want blessings more than you can imagine? You know what to do. It's in the book. Just read it. Money back guarantee. Pretty good deal, isn't it? What do you have to lose? Nothing. Trust in him. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. Abba, Father, we just come before you right now. Lord, the first opportunity I want to make is for those who don't know you. Because if they can't trust you, they're not, if, he's not, if they're not living by your way, they can't follow your rules. So I'm talking to those out watching online, either live or archived, and those here in the congregation. 
The way to understand God's word is you have to have the Ruach HaKodesh inside of you, the Holy Spirit guiding you. The way you get the Holy Spirit to inside of you is by accepting Yeshua as your Messiah. The one who promised God's gift to you. God gave us his only begotten son. For whoever believes in him will be saved. If you watch it online and see our address on the screen, you can contact us wherever you are around the world and we will pray with you that prayer of salvation. But if you're here right now in the congregation with every eye closed and every head bowed, and you're ready to say yes to him, to start following his ways, his book, all you need to do is raise your hand and we'll say a simple prayer with you in support. Is there anyone? Anyone at all? Then, Abba Father, as we come before you right now, Lord, give us the strength, the desire, the will, the determination to obey your word, to fulfill your commandments, so that we may receive your blessings. And Lord, let us not do it because we receive blessings from you. Lord, let us do it because you've asked, even if we were to get nothing in return. Because we know you're a fair and trusting and a loving God. And Lord, we thank you for these opportunities to, to give back to you what you've given to us. We ask this in your son Yeshua's name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand. Amen.